Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Retirement Made Simple. I'm your host, Kevin Lum. This is a podcast and a YouTube channel dedicated to helping a million people retire without worry. Now, if you've been following um, this channel, you know that we are dedicated to helping you figure out how you can maximize your HSA and think about Roth conversions and how to survive inflation and all these other financial topics. But retiring without worry and retiring well is about more than just thinking about money. It's also caring for your mind and your body. And so that's why I want to have some guests and people who are will be on this show to help us think about how can we not just care for our finances, but how can we also care for our, our whole self? And so today I'm excited because you're going to get to hear from Fari. Uh, she is the head of Transformations by Fari. Uh, she has been a, um, a fitness coach and a trainer for over 30 years. In fact, one of the things you're going to hear in just a minute is that um, one of her clients, one of her first clients ever, there was a couple in their 60s. Um, they have been her client for over 90 years. Um, Fari lives here in Los Angeles. Um, she's originally from Iran via London. Uh, and I, I just, I really, uh, when we first got to know each other, what I immediately realized was that the work that she's doing is not from a place of strength, right? You know, sometimes I, I use this, uh, I have a piece of equipment called Tonal and they have these um, coaches on there. And a lot of times the coaches won't do the workout along with you. So they stand there, you know, yelling at you to do better and they're glistening with their perfect makeup. And I am literally dying. I'm a puddle on the floor. And I'm thinking, have you ever done, you know, a day of working out in your life? Um, and, and what I love, like about Fari's story is that what she teaches her clients comes from her own experience and what she learned in her own life, um, how she's turned her own pain into progress. In fact, she refers to herself sometimes as God's guinea pig because so many of the things that she's teaching others are things that she had to learn on her own, often because she had an adversity to overcome. Uh, and so I'm really excited for you get to hear, um, but I'm not going to talk any longer. And I just want to turn it over to Fari and just give her a chance uh, to share a little bit more about herself. And then I. Well, thank you for having me here. That's a wonderful uh, spot to be on. I just hope to God, I thought we have a great Wi-Fi up to now, but while you were talking, you kept on getting uh, disconnected. I hope it's not my end, but. It'll, yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yes, my name is Fari. I'm originally from Iran, and um, I I think I was born being passionate about life altogether. And uh, uh, I had a very athletic father, and um, absolutely gladly I uh, inherited his gene, uh, genes. And I that's I mean, workout and fitness for me is like my church. So I grew up doing all of that, uh, every activity until. I went to England and um, it was freezing cold. It's wet all over. And um, you, I'm talking about 45 years ago, not now. And uh, I used to run and jog with every kind of a shoe that I could. I was homesick. I was frustrated. I was very heavy. And all of that, every time I ran in the rain and I was like swimming, everything I did, I felt so much better right after. And it became kind of like my um, prescription for my depression of being homesick in England and uh, that it became daily cocaine of mine if you know what I mean <laughs> and yeah. do it once a day or twice a day uh, good old days and um, fast forward 14 years later after that I came to America and uh, um, it became my job 
not really calling it the job because I always say I didn't have a job as a trainer. I had a calling and I took me, as I said, as God's guinea pig or God took me as his guinea pig because every injury that I had, it got better and healed faster because I was working. So I thought, and then silly things. When I say silly, I don't mean simple. The real big things that health-wise came on my way. And like one of them is fibromyalgia that I got diagnosed at the age of 27, I think, or 28 in England. And the more I worked out, the better I was. Whereas every doctor you go today, today say, oh, if you have fibromyalgia, stay put and don't do anything. It's the biggest lie. Uh, you must not be put. You must not be... Um, attached to the drugs and medication yes take to, to a certain extent i do to this day but that is not it only you know so becoming a fitness trainer in in america for the last this is now coming up to 31 year and being the life coach amongst it and helping i was never interested to train people that they were like my age when i was 34 i started being a trainer i wanted to help the ones that they needed to be helped I've yeah. always been a woman of service. I mean, I want to serve. And the older ones were there to want and need my help. And it was amazing that every agony physically that I'd gone through, I meet people that they are then 20 and 25 years older than me, and they were then going through what I'd already been going through for the last few years. Yeah. So I felt, well, let me use me, everything that I've done on me. Let me do it on them. And the results were magnificent. So I had people those days, I was, I think, 30, maybe 37, something like this, that I got this couple. At that time, they were 65 and 66. They joined me as my clients. And today, they're 95 and 96. Wow. And they, so literally, you've worked them almost since the beginning of your fitness career or your training career. Literally. That's amazing. And they just got um, taken into memory cares and memory centers being up in their 90s. So, yes, I've had people that they've been with me for years and years only because I didn't, I never felt it's about me. I, I put my client to be 1000% the center of my attention whilst I was working them out. And People want to be heard. Doesn't yeah. matter how famous, how rich, how poor one is. I've always said that, and I strongly believe in it. People want to be heard. Want to be heard. People want to be seen, and people want to be loved, regardless of their finances. I yeah. was master yeah. of giving that to them, and the only reason I gave to my attention all of my attention to individual clients because I never got it myself. I was never seen. I was never noticed. I was never heard. And I thought instead of making this to become a complex for me, I'm making it into a gift and I make it as a stool for me to stand on. And whatever I didn't get in life, I will make sure I give it to others. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, yeah, you know, that's, that's really, that's really interesting, you know, because for me, it's a little bit the same way, even in my financial practice, uh, you know, I, the really what drives me was that, you know, I, the family I was raised in, we really never had access to great financial advisors. And so for me, one of my passions is making sure great financial advice is available to everyone, that everyone can retire without worry, no matter how much money they have. 
Um, and, and I, and I think that really kind of shows through in your story that, that you are sharing out of your abundance, offering the things to others that you weren't able to have. Um, the one thing I was thinking though, when we, when we first talked was that you, you were talking about, you know, you would feel better after you worked out, but mm -hmm. I, the question or the thing I kind of noticed is that, that you also, you don't accept people's excuses lightly. So it's not always going to feel good in the moment. Um, but the, one of the things I, I realized is you really believe and you have to, I, I don't know if this is the right way to say it or how you would say it. And I'll let you say it maybe better, but you have to push through the pain. Would, would that be accurate? Um, yes and no. You know, when they say no, get no pain, no gain. Yeah. I've always been against that. I've always been against that. Now I push my client. I have pushed my client. But lovingly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. And when I had the ones that they were a bit younger, like this was up to the pandemic. Like I had a client that there's like, what is she like, forty five or so? And instead of I said, yeah, well, I can't do it. No, I don't want to do it. You're pushing me. When they talked in, into that language, then I turned it into a loving way. And what she said, I can't do it. For example, if it was a bicep curl, I made her do it on a push up position. And I said, do you feel this? And it goes what you feel is going to get stronger yeah. if you're ready to do the bicep. So I ended up having reasoning within the reason as I am making them do things. And when they get frustrated in, in one move, I move them to another one. And then I secretly bring them back to what I wanted them to do originally. Yeah, And then they can feel it that I'm not saying, Oh, it hurts another five more. Oh, okay, come on, you can do it. So, right. I've never done that. Yeah. I've never done that because it was done to me. Yeah. My martial art teacher, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. My martial art teacher, I mean, I was dragging my knee down on the ground and uh, he pushed me to kick more. Or I had stitches on my knees. They forced me to go to the um, studio and be on the videos because I was an asset um, to them. And he forgot that I, I went on my crutches to the studio and they were videoing. And then he says, oh, no, I just want your punches. I just want your punches. And the adrenaline kicked in and the music is sky high, rocketed. And he put me down on my knees and my stitches burst open. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. So because it was done to me, I don't want to sound like a victim. Yeah. I thought whatever was done to me, I turned it into be the love you didn't get and give it to your clients. If somebody had the dilemma, I didn't say get down on your knees. I said, let's do your shoulders. Yeah. You know, I, it's just that at the end of the day, love conquers it all. Yeah. And that's what was the key to my success, really. Yeah. But and I, I, I think that really comes through in how you, you know, how you interact with your clients. But but I think what what you do is some people think that love is not uh, is is uh well whatever you want is fine but i think there's an if i were going to encapsulate it's there's an encouraging love to what you do right mm -hmm. like you can do this Absolutely. you can't like i know it doesn't feel like it right now but you can achieve more than you think is possible i mean that's what for me the best coaches have done is they say look i see that you can achieve more than you even think you can let's let's yeah. push and let's see what we can accomplish um that's right that's exactly right. I used to say to them, I used to look at them and said, they are more powerful than they think they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just that 
sometimes i must tell you you get people that they just don't want to do it and then after i've done everything and it doesn't work i look at them i said please let me understand why are you paying me and why are you here yeah if you want to roll your own way yeah yeah i have you, know, you have that in finance so. too you have clients come and they'll pay for a financial advisor and then they won't do any of the things that are recommended and i've had to fire okay. some clients because i'm like I can't, so I. I can't help you if you, you're going to have to meet me halfway. I am here to provide the roadmap for you. But this is something this is a journey we're going to have to make together. I can't make your financial journey for you in the same way. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've had to fire people. Yeah. I've had to be honest. I got never fired. I was not ever fired in 31 years. I've not been fired, but I fired quite a few of them. And they just they were so shocked. And I thought I want to be the kind of person and tell them that they're wasting their money because they're not following through. Yep. So it's not a question of money for me that way, you know? So the, the point of this podcast or the point of this, this uh, channel on YouTube is to, is to help people prepare for retirement or thrive in retirement. And a lot of it's mm -hmm. going to focus on, you know, the, the financial side, right? Well, how should you do RMDs in the most effective way? And should you do a Roth conversion? But one of the things, particularly for those who are nearing retirement, like if you if you had a client come to you and say, look, I'm going to retire in three to five years for my health and fitness. What are the top five things that they should be doing today or even doing if they're in retirement? So, you know, every day you should be, you know, waking up at 630 and working out or having a smoothie or I, I don't know what those things are. Right. What is the advice that you would give to someone who wants to be hacked? active, who wants to be healthy, like, you know, should they be getting the annual physical? Should they go to the gym every day? What are those things that you think are just the foundational building blocks of a, of a healthy and successful retirement? It's a beautiful question and a massive question that I need half a day to explain <laughs> it. But um, in a nutshell, being able to say that, first of all, absolutely what's important yes they all have to check with their doctors without a doubt i'm not a doctor you're not a doctor none of us are doctors when i'm not even a nurse you know so but i can never advise anybody to, on their health what i do advise when the doctors so people when they get retired and they're going towards that phase they start getting depressed mm. Because they think, well, I don't have a job now anymore. I don't have to work. I don't have the kids. I don't have anybody. And they, f they begin to start useless. Mm -hmm. All this time they've done everything. And at this point, they become, they think they are, they don't, they're not needed anymore like they before. The very not first thing they do, what I call it is a self-care. That goes down, in my language, down the toilet yeah. for them. You know, and they completely forget it. I don't have the cleanest mouth. I, I try to be very clean talking here, but sometimes you get these words coming. Out, you know, so feel free. You can be unfiltered. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I really, uh, I'm very unfiltered. But, uh, <laughs> but um, that's one thing that happens. They start 
letting go of number one, their hygiene. Oh, okay. I showered yesterday. I don't need to shower today. I, you know, I changed my underwear yesterday. I don't need to change it for the next two days, but nobody sees it. I'm not going anywhere. Um, um, even to wash their teeth and I mean, all of that, that goes, that's a very number one thing that it's important for me to suggest it to the world and invite everybody else out there that is listening to this, that number one, your self-care is the key to your sanity. When you are clean, when you smell good, when your clothes are clean, when you look at yourself and you like your face and all of that, it to begin with, it makes you feel good. So first in the morning, when you get up and you have your shower, then definitely start with a cup of a nice warm drink mm. and just sit in for three or four minutes. And I, I would love to call it breathing technique or meditation. But some people, they think if you say meditation, that means you sit like that and, <laughs> and that's not it, you know, but just sit and breathe. And then lots of time people don't like to name to hear the name of God, a G-O-D, which for me is massive, is my world, but universe, to the to the wall, to whatever is your, somebody would love their horses, their, their garden. So listen and just listen to whatever it is and say thank you. Mm -hmm. Spend a few times, few minutes, just to be with you in that moment. And if you can, just write down how do you want to start your day. If you live by yourself, look at the wall and say good morning wall. Say something positive that comes out of your mind. Open your mouth with positivity. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's so important that you, you do that. Whatever goes from our mouth, our ears will hear it and release it back into our brain. And it's just this circle that goes on. You say negativity, it's going to be all day with you. Yeah. Say positivity. You get up in the morning frustrated and like that, you're going to be like that all day. It all depends what we choose. It's all a matter of choice. That's how you start your day. Yes, listen to your doctors. But the most simplest, easiest way, cheapest way for everyone, if they say financially we don't have it, we can't go anywhere. First of all, on YouTube, today you find any kind of workout for free. So that's an excuse. Yeah. You can use that. If you have access to gym and all that, get up and go to the gym. Do something physical. The least one can do, go outside and walk. Yeah. Don't walk talking on the phone. Don't walk listening to anything. Walk with your own two feet, with your thoughts, with your breathing. And even if it's a short walk of a, in the morning that starts you with you. So you're walking and you look at your legs. I'm talking about the legs because I just had five months ago and three months ago, I've had my knee replacements, both of them, due to martial art. So today, yesterday, I went for a walk. I just thought, wow, I made 45 minutes without stopping, without sitting. And I said, "You we take everything for granted yeah but when you walk look at your feet feel your legs become grateful learn mm. gratefulness learn gratitude the best thing that lifts us all up is to have gratitude and say it out loud when you're out there when you're driving when you're sitting when you're cooking all of that matters to start your day that way and definitely working out depending on how much one can afford. Excellent if they have access to the gym to go work out. Excellent if they can have a trainer. And if not, the most simple way, you can put your mat down in your house, go online. The most simple beginner yoga. I 
recommend yoga to every single soul in this world. If you can do it three, four times a week is wonderful. Continue with a walk. How inexpensive is that? Yeah. Anyone can do that. Everyone has access to. All you need is a mat, a yoga mat. That is it. You don't need anything else, you know, and you use your body and you go from a beginner. um, Obviously, um, I can, I'll be happy to help, but if they don't want to spend any money, just go on YouTube and do it. Yeah. And that's. And walking. These are the best thing. And that's kind of the amazing thing about our world now is, you know, you can do body weight exercises, you can do yoga in your home. And if you have any sort of phone, an Android or an iPhone or a computer or anything, you can access a world of, of information with some of the, you know, the brightest minds out there giving away free fitness tips and giving away free yoga tips. And so is there, is there a benefit to you think of people going and doing yoga in a studio over and above doing it at home? Or would you recommend for most people? Oh, just- without a doubt, without a doubt. I have not been to any studio since the pandemic and I crave it, but some people are loners. They are the introverts. They find it better and peaceful for them to do it on their own in their home. No problem. I'm a people person. I love to go and do it in the crowd. Now, my husband is opposite of me. He's an introvert. But when he was doing the yoga in the classes, he told me a few weeks ago that he was enjoying it. He's missing a lot. Oh, interesting. I mean, he does it at home. Oh, yeah. He's in a great shape. He um, He's so good at what he's doing it. And he wasn't a um, yoga person at all until he met me, you know. But it's just the crowd that is just like, yes, you can eat your dinner at home for the whole two and a half years that we've been sitting at home. But now, don't you get excited? All of them. Everybody gets excited to go out to a restaurant to eat. Why? You're not eating other people's food but you're getting the energy yeah. that it's in that restaurant. So it's the same energy that flows in the room of a yoga room. Without a doubt, it's wonderful to go and do it when it's safe with the pandemic. Yeah. I've not been there yet, and I'm not um, planning to go on anytime soon until we're dealing better with the pandemic. You know, But until then, I continue doing it at home. Yeah. It's better than nothing. Right, yeah. Yeah, the last time I think I was at a yoga class was it was actually here in LA. I think is at Moto Yoga um, on the West Side, and um, oh, yeah. but it was before the pandemic. But I remember the the thing that I remember about it it's it, is that at the end it, it's a it's a hot yoga or mid. It wasn't like an overly hot. I think it's like a mid warm yoga. I'm not sure if that's a thing, but. Um, so, you know, you're you're sweating and you're, you've had a really, you know, it was pretty intense workout. And and then at the end, they turn the air conditioning on and you're in Shavasana. So you're there kind of, you know, just this cool air is coming over you. And then the uh, the yoga instructor begins singing. And uh, because it's L.A., of course, she was phenomenal. And uh, it was one of it was just an incredible experience. You know, you have this like. You're so, you know, so warm and you have this just cool breeze. I don't know even know if it was air. It may have just been a fan, but you had a cool breeze. And then this just lovely voice singing something really peaceful. And it was it was an incredible experience that I don't get in the same way when I'm in my living room doing yoga on YouTube. But I'm like you just 
if there's a place where it seems the pandemic might spread or uh, where COVID might mm -hmm. spread, it's in a enclosed room where people can't, it's really hard to do exercise wearing a mask. I mean, you can be, it can be done, but it's kind of difficult. Especially and so, yoga. Especially yeah. yoga, right? It's all about the breath and work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's excellent. So, you know, it seems like one of the things you're telling retirees that they, they should have a morning routine, something that they're doing that, that starts with gratitude and then movement. You want to get out, you want to move. What are other things that you think people should incorporate into their into their daily practice? Like, do you encourage people? It's a lot of um, um, games that they play with their mind. I mean, they they literally have all day. Yeah. You know. Uh, one of the other one things that I'd love to um, suggest is that if you have that much time and um, physically you're not, um, I don't want to say disabled, but you're not able to just get in the car and go somewhere to go and do charity work, which is, I think is phenomenal. Yeah. The, the hospitals everywhere you go in hotels everywhere, they want somebody to work for free and all that charity work. If the money is not a, issue and you don't need to have money and to work for money it's not that you're working there for free it's what you gain out of being with the crowd yeah. again being in there you're stimulating everything in your brain that it helps you to just use the part of the brain that you're not using anymore yeah you know, like my husband is a retired 68-year-old um, um, guy and he was he's reading and he's at home and all of that. But he's been helping the lady that is blind and she has no idea what to do with the computer. So it makes my husband, he goes there a few um, afternoons um, a week to help her and do this stuff and teach her uh, how the blind person, but then because my husband has to learn it himself and be with Apple Store and all of that, when he comes home, he goes, oh, my brain is cooked. <laughs> I'm saying, thank God, he is using his brain. Yeah. How fabulous. How much is that helping for us not to become forgetful so quickly because yeah. you're stimulating every part of your brain. And on the other hand, the games, there is so much of a backgammon, writing, chess, uh, mahjong, which I went one time and I wanted to pull my hair out. <laughs> I just too much of an ADAD to just uh, sit and do that. Yeah. But the group, like uh, some people, they call it uh, book club. The other, uh, what we are doing it is call it book reading. Uh, you know, things that it makes you focus. It makes you just not just be physical. This kind of a thing that you can do in the afternoon and have gatherings around, even if it's in the middle of a park. Initiate. I go on reels and I always on occasions I say like if it's Thanksgiving and you don't have anybody to come around or Fourth of July nobody invites you. You start inviting. Yeah. You call people. Say come with your sandwiches. Come with it. Let's meet in a park. Well, let's meet somewhere. Let's go by the ocean. Whatever is available to where you live and become that foundation. Put people together. You don't need nine hundred people. You only want to have it one or two people. Yeah. And make your little gatherings that your home doesn't feel empty for you. Yeah. That you would have plans to do what you do. And that's what one of the things that the health and wellness coach does that we, according to the need of the individual, we make plans on how they can keep themselves busy in the afternoon, seven days a week. Yeah. Because what if they don't have grand, like I have no children. So obviously I won't have any grandchildren. So how do I 
and a person like me that is um, no, has no children and the husband is there or not, um, do they fill up their day? Yeah. You know, so it's a lot that can be done, but they need to see what is even just sit and write. Look at the outside. One afternoon is your writing there. One afternoon, yeah. you, if you've never painted, start drawing, painting. It's so much to do. Yeah. Do a cooking show, start something, call people. I want to experiment this dish, that dish, and have people around you and learn that just sitting and smoking and drinking is not the self care. Yeah. That's a self damage. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems that what, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I know I need to be active, right? I need to be moving my body or whatever. But but both oh, exercising your brain, it seems like you're saying is really important, but also exer exercising your social muscle, you know, being with people. Um, I, I'm really influenced by the work of a, a uh, of a professor from the University of Pennsylvania, Marty Seligman, and he came up with this idea of PERMA, and he was really building on Abraham Maslow's idea of hierarchy of needs. And he talked about like, what are the things that people need in life to thrive? Um, and you know, one of the things that people need is they need, they need something bigger than themselves to be a part of, and they need to do that with other people, right? To, to some, they need a challenge, but a challenge that they do with others to really help have real fulfillment in life. Um, and so it really seems like what you're saying for your clients is, you know, there needs to be that physical piece, right? You need to keep your body moving. You also need to keep mm -hmm. your brain exercised, but you also need relationships. And if there aren't relationships, if it sometimes it's hard, particularly when you're not around people much, you're not going to the office, and if you don't have grandkids or whatever, and you have to be the one to invite people. Um, you've got to be that Absolutely. that spark because it's easy sometimes to think like, well, why has no one invited me? In fact, I was talking to someone the other day, and they said, you know, I just I want to hang out with people, but no one's inviting me over. And I'm like, well, ha have you invited anyone? And uh, they. That's exactly yeah. what I say. What, as I just used everything that I didn't get in life, that's how I invite everyone. Yeah. Become whatever was never given to you or you didn't get it. If you're not getting invited, be the source, become the source and start inviting people. Remind the people that this is the way to do it. Instead, I don't want to say teach people. I say remind people. Yeah. This is the way of being. This is the way to, I invite you this time. And I invite you next time. But third time, maybe you would ask me out. Yeah. But bring it to people's attention by becoming it. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think it's a, it is a often, you know, I, I think actually Los Angeles is a, it is often a hard city for people to connect and meet people. It's a very car-oriented city as opposed to like That's if you're right. living in Manhattan or someplace where you have to like interact with people because you're walking on the street. It's really easy in L.A. to go for a long time without seeing anyone. And, and so I, I run into a lot of people who kind of have this feeling of lacking community. And you're think and I always think when I'm, I'm hearing them talk is like, well, if you knew this person and you knew this, like you all want the same thing. One of you needs to be the first person to begin to invite other people in Absolutely. so that you can begin to create that community. And there's so many studies that I've read that basically say that people who are lonely have worse health outcomes, not just they're sadder or more depressed or whatever the case might be, but it actually seems to impact the physical, the, the loneliness impacts the, their physicality as well. I love what Gandhi said, that if you want to see change, 
the world be the change yeah. in every aspect of life that can work if you use it as a um, life's formula for positivity, yep. life's formula for happiness. Um, it's the best of it. I um, I am working really, really hard on not judging people. That's a part of me that I am trying to work. And there I was last night being mad at my younger sister and I judged her like hell. So this morning I told my husband, I said, oh yeah, I judged her. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I'm trying to work on that. And that's one of the things that we can all do, especially now becoming retired, being at home, is that what negative thing I see in me that I need mm, to work on, yeah. write about it, start writing about it every day. And then when you write about it, all of a sudden it becomes a book Yeah, because it takes you back, front, forward, present moment, back, and then stimulates so much things in your brain mm. that is good. And one thing that is great for everybody to do, I highly recommend from morning till night, if you're not doing anything, don't be in front of that TV, put the music on. Do things with music on, but not with the TV. TV is toxic. Yeah, It's great. I don't know the last time I watched TV. I have no idea when it is. We pay for Netflix every single month. I, I can swear to you, I don't think I have watched one hour Netflix to be in a safe side, not to lie, within the last three months. Yeah. I haven't. It's so much in life for me to do. And... I just don't think it's anything that I get benefit from. So stop sitting on that couch yeah. in front of the computer. Turn it off so you will get up and you go and do things. And it's addictive by design. I mean, the, the creators yes. of Netflix, for example, right? They make it so that before the one show has be stopped playing, the next show has started. And so you just get, right. you get kind of sucked in the same way the social apps, you know, whether it be Instagram yes. or TikTok have really been designed to help pull people in, just to keep you watching more and more and more content. Television's designed. That's why these people, Netflix, doctors, they all get millionaires in my and yours and all the retirees expense of becoming sitting there and just staring yeah. do nothing. And look what happens with everything else, except the eyes are getting tired. So we haven't talked much about um, food. What are, what are your top tips that you'd give to someone um, around just healthy eating? Like what are the, the things that they should be doing, right? We're not getting super granular, but like if you were going to give someone a few tips, like what they should be, what types of food they should be eating, both for physical and brain health um, and just to, to, to feel better. Like what are the things that, you know, because I'm guessing someone who struggled with fibromyalgia, a lot of that is about diet and, and keeping it under control. Mm -hmm. like what are the things that you found that really help you? The one thing that I think it's for everybody, fibromyalgia, healthy cancer, bodybuilder, everyone should consider is drinking wow. water. I mean, think about 70% of our body is made out of water. So in some research, they say it's 75, the other one says 70, the other one says 80. The majority of our body is made out of water, period. So... Drinking water, I mean, I see people cough, and I said, well, do you drink enough water when you cough? They said, I don't need water, I'm just coughing. And I said, um, <sighs> drink water and tell me after drinking water if you're still coughing, you know. 
and the coughing goes down, you know. I'm in the middle of a night, I'm a, I'm a, night, I'm a person that I cough a lot. And I have a 25 ounces, and then I have the other one, I think it's about 20 ounces of water by my head every night. Water, squeezed, uh, freshly squeezed lemon juice and water by my bed. And I definitely 100% go through one and half of the other one all night long. Do you have to get up and go to the restroom? Yes. Yeah. So what? You know, when they've done the research, they see that um, I don't remember how many is the percentages, but some percentage of stroke happens between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. And is the lack of the fluid in them that it works oh, for so long. And they said, when you drink water all night, it's better to get up and go to the bathroom two, three nights a night than not getting up and finding yourself in the hospital because you had right. a stroke. Right, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You know, and drinking is amazing. And they always, I mean, it. They, the science all, all the time changes and wants to argue over how much water one should take. But the reality of it is per 10 pounds of our body, we need eight ounces of water. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you need 15 glasses of eight ounces water throughout the 24 hours. I haven't heard that formula before. Yeah, that's it? interesting. And yeah. Check it out. Yes, check it out. And, uh, and they're trying to change it. They're trying to argue about it. But when they're arguing about it, they're risking people's lives and, and yeah. people's health. You know, so the more I'm not talking about juice, I'm very much against juice, very much. It's all sugar. It's not, you know, um, I do juice. Have I having said that not a juice, the pulp and all the um, uh, the greens, like all the celery and all the the fiber. You're getting the fiber, too. You're not extracting just the juice. You're putting it all together, like blending it up and drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, like it's a, like blend, a blender. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well said. Yes, blender. And I have it all in there. It's 20 ounces. And throughout the day, I keep on putting more ice and water. And I have that. I highly recommend don't get up what, what the nutrition. One is water. One is that don't get up in the morning and have bread and butter and heavy breakfast. You already yeah. make yourself yeah. heavy in the morning to do it. Have your juice, have your coffee, have your tea, have a spoon of uh, uh, peanut butter, almond butter. Now they're saying don't have peanut butter because it's a, um, a grain. It's not an almond. It's not a um, nut. It's a Leg- um, yeah, yeah. legume, they call it. it is. You know, okay, so then have almond butter. Have a couple of eggs. Just eat it by itself. Try not to have so much starchy carbs. The white bread, white flour is another one of things is a no-no. Don't do it. Break it down. It's not good for our body. So you want to have, because of fibromyalgia and because of my organs and everything, I've been keeping gluten-free for years and years and years. Not 100%. Nobody's ever 100%. I sometimes have the bread. I sometimes have things that I shouldn't have and it's got gluten. Oh, well, so be it. But 95% I'm gluten-free. I absolutely recommend that. I am against any kind of smoking, anything, anything. I just don't believe in it. Uh, yes, you can have gummy bear of CBD if it helps your bones and if it helps you with your sleep. I take that. But as a smoke that it goes to your lungs, yeah. I'm against it. I don't recommend it. And I discourage you um, on that if you come to me. 
and but really the water um, juicing in the morning did you put it in a blender not juicing in the morning is brilliant to feed your liver feel your uh, spleen feed your pancreas all of that with it it's wonderful i've had many clients throughout the years that they um, came had to deal with cancer um one of them was 54 well she's now 67 and then the other one was they were mostly in their 60s that they had it whilst they were going through the chemo and all that oh my god they're juicing they're doing everything boom the chemo is over yeah, right yeah it's gone down and it's gone away but it has to be just like how you brush your yeah. teeth every day have your fruit first in the morning first in the morning is great i'm i, I don't agree with grapes I don't, sh I don't buy it. I think it's really bad for diabetics. It's bad for lots of things. It has lots of goodness as well. But the minute it puts the sugar in yeah. your blood, yeah. in our day and age, yeah. I think it should be stopped. You know? But it's so much that you can do first in the morning that way. And the juicing and the water and as much greens you can put with whatever you eat and staying away from white flour, staying away from any kind of drinks diet drinks are more dangerous and they're worse than the actual drink if you want to have a five ounces of a i don't like to name um, <laughs> any of these drinks because i hate them i don't want to advertise for them sugar but water your favorite sugar you water <laughs> you sugar water thank you sugar water you want to have that and then you're going to go and have that one but diet yeah. one Go have the yeah. real. That's something I don't think enough people because talk about. Is, is No, they don't yeah. because they don't yeah. know. You know, and that lack of knowledge is that because what makes that drink diet is the carcinogen in it, which yeah. is the cancer cell. So what are we we all, everybody has cancer cell in their bodies until it goes in a negative way and starts getting active, so it becomes yeah. cancerous, right? So with what we put in our body, what do we want to do? Feed the cancer yeah. cell to kill us or fight yeah. the cancer cell? You know, and all of that matters with what really goes to our mouth. And if you like to have your wine, if you like, I'm a tequila lover, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And uh, I have it a couple of times a week, uh, not a right. bottle in one go, yeah, a shot or two at the most. And, um, um, when you have that, drink water. If you want to have your wine, however much wine you drink at that night, equivalent to your glass of wine, you want to have yeah, a glass of yeah, water. Yeah, that's good. I was listening to this professor was saying per each sip, a sip of um, uh, wine, have a glass of water. I said, eh, I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. <laughs> but glass of water for a glass of wine. Yeah is more yeah. um, acceptable but stay away from all that sugary mixture that they make it into be a margarita make it to be a, a whatever martini all that sugar stuff yeah my go-to drink now if i'm gonna get something when i'm out is uh, something called ranch water which is just a shot of tequila lime and seltzer water that's all that's in it there's nothing else added but that's it. you still get the refreshment you it almost feels like you're having a margarita or something but the there's no extra added sugar or whatever it might be yeah that yeah. is our drink absolutely we squeeze one of the wonderful thing that as we're all um aging everyone should have it they don't talk about it it's the squeezed fresh lemon juice 
I used to bottle it and put it in the refrigerator, but because I was going to the gym, so I wasn't at home, it would stay there for two months and I was drinking it and it never went back. But now that we're at home, between my husband and I, we probably juice about, I'd say about 20 lemons a week. Um, And we put it in big bottles. It's in the refrigerator. We mix it with our water and we drink it. And they never talk about in this country, sadly, the power of lemon in our water, how it prevents the kidney and the bladder stone. And again, when my husband started, he was young. This was happening like when he was 65, um, started building kidney stones. Um, And he had the surgery right beginning of the pandemic. And uh, his doctor said, look, keep on drinking because his kidneys building and he had another one like a few months ago. And um, they said, it's just, is a kind that it builds Hmm. and builds stone. So have that in the water. There are so many little things naturally we can do that keeps us away from going, having to go and see the nephrologist, which is the kidney doctor, Yeah, you know, to go this and that and that and that and um, stopping the cholesterol to go up, how much you shouldn't eat red meat, how much you should stay away from um, pork. Um, All of that stuff is so important to eliminate not to get rid of completely every now and then we just go to right. the doctor's office, but not to be having our weeks filled by doctor's appointment yeah. is what you put in your body yeah. and what you do with your body throughout the day, how much you feed your muscles, how much you feed your nerves, how much you activate your brain cells by doing all the stuff that we talked about that, um, no one wants to live. I'm not talking about having a long life. I'm having about having a healthy life. Yeah. And that's yeah. all that matters. Well, that's perfect. That's a great note to end on. I think that is such a good uh, thing to remember for people is you've got to, it's not just about existing, but how do you have a healthy and how do you thrive? Um, and you do that by feeding your mind and feeding your body. Um and uh, also feeding your social networks uh, as well. Um, well, hey, thank you so much for being on Retirement Made Simple. How, if anyone wants to work with you or wants to talk with you more, how do they find you online? I, I, they can always go online on my website. It's www.farytransformation. One word, there is no space between fairy transformation. Farytransformation.com. Or I'm on Instagram also at farytransformation. And LinkedIn, I'm Fari Transformation. And TikTok is at Fari Transformation 1957. And um, yeah, I'd be happy to help everyone. And my email address, uh, Fari at Fari Transformation. I love the consistent marketing. Um, Okay, so the the last question, (laughs) this is a question I always ask everyone, is, is there one book or podcast or mentor that changed that changed your life that was really transformative yes byron katie and the book of loving what is byron katie loving what is i'm gonna have to add that to my my collection yes and and for you i don't know about that there is another book that i absolutely love it says the ultimate coach and it's about Steve Hardison, the most famous, most amazing coach in the world. So when you read the book, you don't have to be a coach. 
but you read the book about yourself and see what different mm. part of your life you can put yourself in everything that he's writing about. the ultimate coach you don't have to the, the yes the ultimate coach on amazon awesome. both of them and his name is the he's only got this one book and his wife actually wrote it not him so if you put his name on amazon it comes up steve hardison and definitely byron katie loving wonderful well hey thank you so much for making time this morning it's been so great chatting thank and hearing you. your story and it's just such great advice um and so i hope people reach out to you and uh, i look forward to staying in touch thank you so much thank you very much for having me have a good one